Hi everyone, welcome back to the Toxica Diaries. My name is Alex and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Michelle and Parker. And welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We have a special surprise for you this week as um, the three of us are all in the same room. Yeah, we're recording in person together, not via Zoom or whatever we use. Discord. Discord. Yeah, I obviously don't set any of this up. Yeah, so I uh, took a trip out to LA, out here handling some stuff for the podcast, you know, doing doing things, making moves. That's what people say, right? Drinking lots of wine. Drinking lots of wine. It's wine o'clock somewhere. Get out. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> now the end of the podcast. Good night, guys. Yeah, this is thank you to thank you. It's been a great run. This is will fortunately be our last broadcast. <laughs> Okay, but on a more, you know, kind of serious note, how how are we? How are we doing? How are we going? We're good. I think um I think we mentioned on one of the previous episodes that, that Parker and I got the vaccine and we got the Johnson and Johnson, which is one dose and we've officially hit the 2 weeks and not going to lie. I've been going out a little bit more, obviously still wearing my mask in public and everything, but it, it is like a weight lifted off of your shoulders. So it's been it's been great to get out a little more often. Yeah. And I've been dragged along the way with her. Not, not much of a choice on my end. <laughs> he went to Temecula. It's with, true. Did you like it or did you like it? I mean, I liked it. And I liked it. <laughs> Alex, and we know how you feel about Temecula. I love Temecula because I also love wine. As the resident wine mom of this group, (laughs) I feel like that is like my uncontested title is that I'm usually drinking a glass of wine when we're doing this more often than not. That's true. We don't have Big Joe for you today. No, I didn't bring Big Joe. I didn't want him to break on the plane. Yeah. Maybe we should should get a Big Joe and keep it here. I was like, I got a... I got a blender I can put it in. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, is that big enough for you, Alex? That might that might just be enough to hold enough wine for me. Good times, good times. But yeah, so Alex is in town. It's been fabulous because that's my best friend and it's just been a lot of fun. And yeah. And I'm vaccinated as well. Well, I'm half the way there. I have my first Pfizer shot. I'm due for my second one as soon as I get back. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's been a very big relief to have some kind of additional protection in addition to the social distancing, the wearing a mask, the not really going anywhere. Um, I know for me, like the beginning of this was very, very hard, which I feel is a natural segue into our topic for today, which we're going to be talking about COVID. We're going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be open, vulnerable about it. Um, If you feel like this is a topic that's just a little too soon for you, absolutely no worries. Please feel free to come back to this one whenever you're ready or don't, you know, you don't have to. But I can promise that next week is definitely going to be a very, very fun and lighthearted episode to kind of balance out the seriousness of what we're getting into. Um, But yeah, so for me, it's, you know, it's, it's been crazy. It's been uh, it's been a wild ride. Can you guys believe that we've officially hit a year? 
of this pandemic. No, oh, it's wild. Like I remember when it first started, everyone was like, "Oh, it's you know, it's kind of like a flu. It's never gonna get over here." And then when it got closer, it's like, "Oh, well, they're saying it's you know not that not that crazy. It'll probably be like two weeks." And I was like, "Oh, hey guys, we're gonna be going home for two weeks, um, and we'll be back in the office eventually." Okay. Then three months passed. Then eight months passed. And now we're a full year round, still in the same boat. Yep, I re- like I distinctly remember. I mean, it was just a, a year ago, so it's not like I'm not gonna remember. But I just it's it, it's something that stands out to me as us going into. I believe were you? No, I think it was just for the project managers at the office. We had a separate meeting, and you know they pull us into a conference room just to make sure that we all had our you know our work from home setup ready to go. Um, and our, like one of the VPs, he's, oh, you know, like you said, we're just going to test this out for two weeks and then we'll see. And now it's officially been over a year and it is just, it's crazy to me because it went by fast, but it also didn't because we didn't do anything all of 2020. Yeah. Time has no meaning anymore. But it's weird because I still remember very, very distinctly the day that like I got sent home because I mean, I was telling y'all about this earlier was like the office was going to do kind of work from home because South by Southwest was going to be there. Traffic gets crazy in Austin and everything. They're like, okay, well, you know, we're hearing rumors about this thing. Like if everyone feels safe for working from home for the week, we're going to go ahead and like just work from home during South by or whatever. And I was like, well, I left my computer at the office. So I remember came in Friday the 13th. And no one was in the office. No one except. That's extra creepy. Exactly. Yeah, it was super creepy. No one was in the office except for me and my friend Kat, who, well, coworker, friend, works for a different company now. Anyway, um, so it was just the two of us on our floor. And we were like, what is going on? So I open up my laptop, check my email, and I see that one of the execs had sent an email that was like, Everybody's going to be working from home for the next two weeks. Be, be, make sure that you are out of the office by noon. And, you know, like, luckily I was able to, like, get my computer, grab my, like, mouse and everything. But, like, I just kind of left everything else on my desk because I was like, oh, okay, this will be two weeks. And then, you know, and then that never – I have still not gone back to my desk. And how did you guys feel about it? Because I feel like when they first – so I had – I'm glued to my phone all the time and I'm always, like, reading – news the news and just reading different newspaper articles and I just I like being well informed and so I had heard of COVID back in like January and I called you Alex to tell you I was like hey there's this virus in China yeah yeah Yeah. I remember very distinctly our conversation about it Yeah, because I I have a tendency of sometimes freaking myself out. And Alex was like, no, I checked the CDC website. Yeah, (laughs) that's the kicker was I was on the CDC website and I was reading about coronaviruses because they were saying that like respiratory diseases are coronaviruses. Like they're technically all there's just like different kinds or whatever. And so but that like, I mean, the thing that we didn't know was how much we didn't know. And I think that's the thing that made the biggest difference is like a year out, we still don't really know a lot about it, like how some people are asymptomatic and will never show a sign of it, never even feel sick, but, you know, are still highly contagious, that some people who are perfectly fine and healthy end up on a ventilator and, like, sometimes not making it, like, 
you know, how are how are y'all feeling a year out? Because I feel like we are still not as we still don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I'm like you said, we still don't know a lot. Like I like I said, I was, you know, concerned back in January and I discussed it with a few friends that were like, oh, you're just being paranoid. And then, you know, it yeah, turned I was, into... I was on that same boat. Like, I would have conversations with uh, one of our coworkers every time we'd go to our cars. I'm like, oh, you know, it's not going to be something crazy. Like, it'll come and pass. Yeah, that That's how it usually happens. And then, boy, was boy was I wrong. Yeah, I think everyone was. Like, it was a giant slap in the face. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, but, like, when the when the when our company first told us that we were going to be working from home, because, like I said, you know, they initially said two weeks, and then eh, we'll see how it goes, right? I honestly, I mean, I was a little nervous because, you know, pandemic. Um, we've never gone through one before, so obviously that was a little nerve-wracking. But, but I was also really excited to work from home for two weeks. But now that we're a year in, um, I feel very differently, so... I miss my desk. I miss my stand-up desk. I miss my really nice monitor that I had. I miss my office chair. I miss like the dumbest things. Honestly, I miss my office chair too. I need a better one. I I need a good one. I have a horrible one. As a person who has been preaching that we can work from home for years, I'm in a lucky position where I already had everything set up for myself. So, Yeah, I had to, I actually had to purchase a desk because I didn't have one. And uh, like originally they said it was going to be two weeks. So I was just working from my couch and my kitchen table. And then it went beyond the two weeks and my back started hurting. I was like, oh, maybe I need a desk and a desk chair. But those of you that know me know that I'm also very into aesthetics. (laughs) And I didn't necessarily buy a chair based on how comfortable it was and how good it was for my back. I bought it because the color matched my decor and my back is suffering now. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And, uh, and you wanted, okay, side note. So with Michelle's desk, I was actually one who found her desk because she was like, I don't know what you want. So I went on, I forgot what side I was on. Wayfair. Uh, Wayfair. So I was on Wayfair and I was just looking at stuff and I was like, what about this? What about that? And like one of like, I think the third desk that I sent you, you were like, oh, I love that. And then as a joke, I looked up office chairs and there was one that was a cow print office chair. And honestly, the joke was on me. <laughs> it was super cute. And my decor. It was not cute. It was it not is, cute at all. Yes, it is. No, it wasn't. Yes, it no, is. No, it wasn't. Yes, not it at is. all. Have that chair? No, no, but she wants to get it. But I am going to get it. A it's stupid just cow print chair. It was like $300. It was like a $300 chair. And I was like, okay, I can wait. I can wait on the $300 chair. But it's super cute. It's It's a cow print chair and it goes with my aesthetic because my aesthetic is modern farmhouse your aesthetic is cow obviously it's called cow. modern cow farmhouse. cow <gasps> cow 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 modern farmhouse alex cow. <laughs> this is also why we cannot record in person <laughs> together <laughs> no i don't like think a, it was like parker is currently looking up the chair i'll see if i can actually find it it has to be in my text messages to you we'll post it yeah <laughs> and then you guys can vote on whether or not it's a cute chair and i expect you all to say yes Anyway, that was my anecdote about your cow chair. Yeah. So anyways, you know, I had to purchase a desk and a chair because I was not prepared to work from home for more than two weeks. And yeah. Yeah. I think even now, like I like occasionally people have like their monitor, like their cameras on when when you're like in a team's meeting or like a, a company meeting and you just see like people set up 
or you go visit their house and it's like man that does not look like a comfortable setup uh so i i and and i you know acknowledge that some people probably don't have the finance to to get like a better work environment at home and the company's not going to provide them or the space or the space yeah like especially out here in la you have you, you know we have apartments that are two three grand and it's like a walk-in closet for a for a, an office i mean for a full space you know it's disgusting yeah i had to completely rearrange my living room um in order to fit my desk and as a single female that lives by herself let me tell you that was a struggle <laughs> but um i mean we're I guess we're kind of used to it now, but honestly, if I'm being like a year later and we, I've had this conversation with both of you, um, a year later, I'm finding it really hard to stay motivated. Uh, I love my job. I love what I do. I love my coworkers. I love my team, but it's just getting harder and harder to care. <laughs> yeah. I think it gets hard, especially, well, like you, like you said, you live by yourself. And like, I worked remotely for six years at my previous job. And that was, that was hell, honestly, because my closest coworkers, like one was in Waco and one was in New Braunfels. So like having a really hard day, having, you know, upset customers yell at me or something, like there was no one to really commiserate with. And I feel like even now, like, you know, I have a roommate. She also works from home, like, and we talk about our tough days and everything, but it's different. Like, I I miss that, like, of being, you're talking to someone and you're being able to vent and they know exactly what you're talking about because they, they're their also going, yeah, the their experience is the same. So it's, it's like that unloading that you don't get to have because you're like, okay, well, like, there was this certain thing and, like, this was supposed to happen, but it didn't and you, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't work. Absolutely. I mean, we gave you guys the backstory on how Parker and I became friends in the first place. And it was literally, you know, bonding over some issues that we were having at work with one of our projects. And we went out for drinks because we were all upset and affected by it. Right. So you have that camaraderie. And and same with my office mate, Senna. I think I shouted you out already, but like shout out again. <laughs> um, you know, I love like it, like you said, they understand it. Like your coworkers understand what it is that, that you're talking about and why you're upset if you're upset, right, or annoyed. And you can drink about it and, it and it makes it more fun. And you build those relationships and not being able to do that. I mean, yeah, obviously you can text about it. You can call. But even that, it's just, it's not the same as being in person. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I get like for me calling doesn't work. I mean, I, I, you've seen me call people in my own family where it's like, "Hey, how's it going? Cool, okay, bye." Like I have six second phone calls. Like yeah, you're very dry quick. on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I do not like talking on the phone. I'll barely text nowadays. Um, but but I like talking in person, and that that's one thing I do miss now. That like I'm fine with working from home. I'm. I think a lot what a lot of people miss is that kind of shift, right? Where you're when you're at work, you're in work mode, right? You 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 know you need to focus, you know what your tasks are for the day, you know, you enter an office, you leave an office and, and everything's kind of centralized at location. But when you're at home, those lines are blurred. You don't have that kind of um structure 
And so a lot of people can't really refocus themselves and have, you know, a, a very uh, organized and rapid workflow from home. And, and that kind of makes sense because you're used to relaxing at home, right? You're used to yeah. being yourself and just kind of just being a potato at home. Yeah, and there's no boundaries. Yeah, and now you're being forced to be as productive, mm-hmm. if not more productive than you ever were at work. That's the thing that got me. Like, there was no separation between my work life and my home life. And like what I learned, which may not work for everyone, but like it's definitely something that worked for me was I learned that I had to keep very, very strict hours in terms of like, this is what time I start work. This is what time I end work. And that is it. I'm not going to like kind of work for a couple hours and then not. And then like I'm end up working until like 8 p.m. Like, no, I'm going to keep my like 9 to 5.30. At 5.30, I am done. I am done for the day. I am walking away from my desk, from my computer, from whatever, because now this is my home time. Like... I, I don't, it's, I, I feel like there has to be some kind of something to like help stop that. Cause if not, it affects everything. Like, yeah, yeah. No, for me, like it, it's always, and I've always preached this to friends and coworkers. Like it's been very important for me to have a work-life balance, but with working from home, I actually feel like I am failing miserably at it. And I catch myself very often just doing that, you know, like taking breaks, in the middle of the day or sometimes replying to emails at like 11 p.m. or on the weekends when I see them come in just because now my home is my office. So it's very, very hard for me to draw those lines and have that structure. And like I know another thing that you do, Alex, is you actually get dressed in oh, the yeah. morning. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. I have to get dressed because it, it feels like like for me, it feels like like what my morning routine is, I get up and I get dressed. And I'm not talking about like I get up and like I put on pants or anything. I just put something on that's different. Like it might be a different sweatshirt and a different pair of sweatpants, you know, or like I like, I don't know, I'll do wear something like that. But then I'll go, I'll open up all the blinds. I'll like, you know, I have my routine for the morning to like start the day. But yeah, like I have to get up and I have to like shift from this is like I was in bed and now I'm like going to work and like, you know, but it's also it's so hard because it's so easy to just be like, oh, well, you know, like I'm not doing anything right, right now. Exactly. <laughs> like the couch is right there. I can just like answer this email there, like answer that. And like another thing that my my manager was really good about or has been really good about is saying like, you know, if you need to take time off, take time off just because you're at home does not mean that you can't take time off because a lot of people use that as like, well, I'm working from home, so I don't really need a day off. Yeah, my boss has actually been big on that, um, but I haven't been the greatest at actually taking the time off. Like even when I went to Texas for the holidays, I was working. Mm -hmm. And now that you're in town, I mean, I took, you know, Friday off and then I took Monday off, but I'm working for the rest of the week. And so I, I, I do need to get better at that. Like I probably should take more time off. Um, and even like the dressing, like getting dressed for the day, like early on the first couple of months, I was still changing. I was doing that. I'd throw on some different leggings, a t-shirt, you know, sometimes I would do my makeup, but I just, I have lost all of my motivation. Like, I just feel like, what's the point? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're not showing off your outfit to anybody. Like, it kind of makes sense. Exactly. So just let me live in sweats. And then sweats make me lazy. <laughs> like, I just want to lounge on my couch and, you know, binge Netflix. 
I mean, other than like losing kind of the whole, I, I guess one one area that it's really affected was off obviously like work. Um, what's the word? Uh, like communication between your your work uh, friends and coworkers and stuff like that. Um, but I guess how has it affected you guys either mentally or even physically? Like, do you guys like? Do you guys think it's had an extreme negative impact on on your health? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I uh, Parker, you can vouch for this. I was like twelve pounds lighter last March. <laughs> I've gained so much weight during COVID, and I hate it. Yeah, same. same. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's once like the gym's closed, right? Obviously, I know you can do at home workouts. You can go outside and work out, but sometimes I need to see other people working out to push me to do better, right? Or I need to get out of the house to be active, and. Sometimes just going out for a run doesn't do it for me. Sometimes beach body doesn't do it for me, you know? And and then, like, it's just so e- – like, once again, going back to motivation, I've lost – I'm, you know, struggling with staying motivated at work and I'm str- struggling to staying motivated with my fitness. Now that the gyms are back open, I'm doing a little better, except I was sick last week, so I couldn't. But um, but it, it was tough. And then you know me. You guys know I love food. I love food all – all day, every day. I eat when I'm happy. I eat when I'm, when I'm sad. And I eat when I'm mad. And I just eat all the fucking time. <laughs> and so not being active and then having the appetite that I have, you know, it, it just hasn't been good. And I'm like, you know what? I have some taquitos in the fridge. So I'm going to eat some taquitos right now. So, yeah, it's been hard, guys. I hate it here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then like kind of on the same end on your on yours, when the gym's closed, like, I'm not one to work out at home. Like I, I like weightlifting. I don't have a home weight system, right? I live on a second story of an an apartment complex. I'm not about to put you know two three hundred pounds on a second story. Like that's I don't want my floors to break. Um, but it'd be really would, funny. That would be it'd bad. Be really, <laughs> really I I don't want to pay for that. That's really what I don't want to no. do. I'd be fine with it breaking. I don't want I don't want to pay for it. Um, but I feel like, and, and and I was telling you earlier that I started running again, because uh, I, I did run initially when the, when the pandemic started, I would run four or five miles. Um, and, uh, and so, and then I stopped after like, I think two, three months, um, just cause I, I, I didn't really enjoy it as much as I used to. And then gyms opened back up. So I started going again. Um, but recently I started running again because I feel like my my cardiovascular health, so my, my my heart itself is isn't as good as it was before the pandemic. Um, and the reason for that is, is I used to walk around a lot around the office. Um, that's that's how I would think for my job is I'd you know I'd be at my desk for 20, 30 minutes. I'd be like, and I'd run into some issue, and I just get up, walk around the office, then walk back to my desk. Right? I don't do that at my house. I'm not about to. Like, where am I going to walk to? Walk to my, from my desk to my kitchen? That's, you can go to that's your couch. five steps. <laughs> that's five steps. Like, I'm not going far to, to do all these things. And I would drink mm-hmm. a lot more water being at the office. Same. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was so good about drinking my water. And I would constantly get up to go get my water. And now, same thing, right? Like, I... I mean, I would, I would, okay. I mean, I'm great at my job. Don't get me wrong, but I love taking my breaks. 
<laughs> so I was always, you know, going out for coffee, getting up to get my water, like, you know, grabbing like an apple or a banana or some tea or whatever, right? Like I would also get in my steps and just walk around and I'd go chit chat with you and, you know, the team. If there was something that came up, I'd go to the different departments and talk to them. So I was constantly moving. And now same thing, like my place is even smaller than yours. So where am I going to go? Like there's literally nowhere for me to go. Yeah, I completely agree because it was the same thing for me. Like, I I miss the office for that too because, like, it was a nice, like, mental break to, like, get up, go get water, go get a sparkling water out of the fridge, go get, like, a cheese stick because, like, our office was really great about, like, having great snacks and everything. So it was just nice to, like, or even just, like, go to the bathroom, not even if I really needed to, but just to get up and, like, walk around or, like, walk or, like, work on the outside patio or something, you know? But yeah, like I have stopped like where I started 2020 to where I ended 2020 was definitely at least two and a half jean sizes larger, which sucked because I had struggled to get my weight down after because I've said it before, like I have depression and anxiety. So I'd gone on from on medication for the depression and anxiety, which helped a lot. I was able to get off of it. But as soon as I got off of it, I gained so much weight, which was from, for someone who was always very slim, was a very like foreign concept to me. So I didn't know how to deal with that. So I'd finally gotten back into the habit. Like I was working out, I was strength training two times a week. I was swimming two times a week. Like I was going for like, m- like multiple mile walks on the weekends. Like I was being active to then all of that stopping and then being scared to go outside. That was my thing is like, I realized when I finally was able to get like a curbside order at Walmart at like kind of like mid beginning of the pandemic of like when we all got sent home that was like after work was like, yeah, we don't know when you're going to come back to the office. Like I remember very specifically being in my car at Walmart, waiting for my groceries to come and seeing all of these people walking into Walmart with their face masks. And I just started sobbing and I was like, I'm not okay. (laughs) I was, I was just, yeah, I was like, I am not okay. And it was just a constant thing of like, I couldn't really even worry about myself because I was worried about my parents because they're older. And so the constant thoughts in my head were like, what if my parents get sick and die? And then another like constant running thought was, you know, my nieces at the time was not even a year old. And like my brother and my sister-in-law, like because of their unique jobs, like they weren't able to be work from home. They still had to go into their office. So I was like, what if they get sick? What if the baby gets sick? Like it was this just like downhill, like spiral of things where like I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't really, you know, I just was not functioning as a human. So I finally had to go back to my doctor and say like, Amy, I'm not okay. <laughs> like I, I don't know what to do. I can't get a handle on myself. Like, you know, I've been doing really good these past few years. And she was like, all right, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go back on this? Do you want to do that? And I was like, I don't want to go back on what I was on before because I got fat afterward, which is stupid. Like, why would I be concerned about that? Why should I be concerned about that? Oh, well, I mean, that's... But that's, it's, it's still a it, big deal. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, however you feel... Body. Yeah, however you feel comfortable. Like, for Parker and I, and you know this about... I'm not... Guys, I complain about my weight. I do. But I'm also not, like, unhealthy. But it, it's something that bothers me and and affects my mental health and my like mental well-being right like when I don't feel comfortable in my body I don't feel happy and not in a like I'm not gonna go out and like (laughs) you know like 
develop an eating disorder because as you guys can tell, I love food, you know, but it's just, I feel like sluggish and low energy and I just don't feel myself and it makes me feel uncomfortable. So if you don't feel comfortable or if you, if it affected you having gained weight because of a certain medication and you not wanting to go through that, that's understandable. <laughs> that's a that's a variable reason. Yeah. Like, and, and everybody struggles with, with body image issues, yeah. right? Like, I work out as much as I do because I am not happy with the way that I look, right? I, I would love to gain another 20 pounds easy. Uh, and, you know, I, I, it, my body shape is not a bad body shape. I am fully aware of that. But I'm not comfortable with it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if I, I recently went and lost all, all, all the weight that I had gained over the years. Um, and man, did I feel terrible, right? I felt awful. So going the opposite way, right? For you, you don't want to gain weight. So it makes perfect sense. Like yeah. that, that, you definitely don't want to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, it's just been, it's been crazy how, how like the thing I like, I guess this is my other question for the two of you is like, have you noticed that there's certain things that you never thought would affect you before or like that you never thought that you would like, quote unquote, lose that like you have? Like for me, this was one huge thing was like, I did not realize like just how much I was losing by just having to work from home all the time and be at home, obviously, because I can't have that on my conscience of like me just going out willy nilly doing whatever the hell I want and somebody else getting sick and dying because of me, you know, like... But I just, it's crazy to think about the different things that this affected and like just what it took away too, because I don't think any of us were prepared for that. Absolutely not. And I and I think I've said this to you and I know I've said it to some of my cousins because I have a lot, I have a lot of friends. I mean, mental health obviously is a big, big thing nowadays. Like more people are talking about it, which is amazing because it shouldn't be something that's taboo. It's something that everybody goes through at one point or another. It's something that millions of people are affected by. And I'm happy that people are talking about it. But what I always say, I don't, I don't struggle with my mental health as much as others. Like I'm pretty like, I just, I don't have like crazy anxiety. I don't have, I'm not depressed. Like it's just, it's not the way my brain works, but I have a lot of friends and a lot of family members that, you know, do have anxiety, right? And I think I've told you, Alex and Parker, maybe I don't have anxiety and I started feeling anxious because of COVID. So I can't even imagine what people who actually have anxiety are feeling right now because I was starting to feel a certain type of way. I was going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, I went back on my uh, anxiety medicine. Just It was just for anxiety because I was like, I'm not depressed, but I feel like I should be able to go to the store and not cry. (laughs) I feel like that's important. So I'm not the person walking down like the green beans aisle. Like, can you hear me me the French cut? (laughs) Yeah, that would be bad, Alex. Yeah, Um, which I'm glad I did. And if like, if any of you are debating that decision, do it. It's one of the best things that you could ever do for yourself. The very first time that I ever told my doctor, I am not okay. I cried One, because I was feeling a lot of things from it. It was like, you know, kind of like residual shame because, you know, like the three of us are brown. We know how often mental health gets talked about, which is never. (laughs) It's always like, I know. Esa tu tía, esa está un poquito loquita. 
you know? Ya, ya se te va a pasar. Ponete a limpiar. Ya, se te va a quitar. Yeah, so I cried because, you know, there was that kind of residual shame, but then it was also a very freeing feeling of finally saying it to somebody, getting some kind of diagnosis, getting a plan for help, like a plan of action, and was like, kind of like, this is not the way that you have to live your life, you know? And what also helped me too was my doctor was very, very open and was like, what are you comfortable with? Do you want to try medication? Do you not want to try medication? Do you just want to do therapy? Do you want to do homeopathic things? Like she was very open to whatever it is that I wanted to try and wanted to make me feel as comfortable as possible, which is that the, that's the other thing too. But yeah, like, you know, for people who might have not ever gone through anything like this, like I can only imagine how hard that must be because it's a very alien feeling when you feel like your brain is lying. Like you feel like, now I recognize it, like the way I talk to myself about it is like, I know my brain is lying to me. I know that this is not the reality that I'm right. in, but this is what it's telling me. But I can recognize that now having lived with it. But for people who have never had that, like there's no kind of like knowledge to differentiate between when your brain is being just like your anxious brain or when it's like your reality brain, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. How did you feel... Like having gotten off of your anxiety meds and then having to get back on because of COVID, how did that make you feel? Were you okay with it or like how did you feel? I was okay with it the second time because by that point I had gotten to the – like I will say what really helped me a lot come to terms with it was watching One Day at a Time, which if y'all have not seen the show, 1,000% recommend. It's so good. Um Love it. Support our Latinos in Hollywood. Yes. Because if we don't show up and support... Then the we don't get anything. Exactly. We don't get the content. So support everything. Support Hentified. Support One Day at a Time on my blog. Like, if you see brown people, just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember very specifically, they did two episodes, one in season one and one in season two, where they talk about the main character and her struggle with, like, PTSD and depression and stuff. That was in amazing episode. So I had to stop it halfway through and I just cried for like half an hour because I had never felt so seen. Like everything that she kind of goes through and talks to Schneider about, about how like how she feels and how he puts it so plainly to her. And it like he equates it to his glasses and he was like, they tell me I need these glasses to drive, but like, what if I don't want to wear them? And she was like, yeah, that's not the same. And then he takes them off and he's like, okay, then let's go for a drive right now. And it's, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, if you have diabetes, why wouldn't you take insulin? If you had high blood pressure, why wouldn't you take your blood pressure medication? So it's like if you have something that's causing a chemical imbalance in your brain where you're not functioning at wherever you should be, why shouldn't you try to help yourself out? Because you don't have to live that way. So the second time around, it was a lot easier to say like, yeah, I need help. I can't live like this. I don't want to live like this. You know, and it's it's one of those things, too, that Amy was very specific about being like, this does not have to be forever. This could just be a phase in your life, just a point in your life. Like, you know, this this isn't always forever. This is not always how your life is going to be, which I think that was another big thing for me, too. Yeah. I, I mean, like Michelle, like I have pretty strong like mental health. Um, I'm, I, I can't say that I have experienced anxiety at all through all this. But I I think I'm more of a weirdo because of that. <laughs> um, I I mean I definitely am weird. I'm not gonna deny that. But in like 
I know my wife has gone through a lot of like anxiety, like from not being able to work or from, you know, her parents uh, potentially getting COVID because they're a lot older than, than us. Um, but for myself, like, I think it, I, I'm, I almost find it alarming uh, how kind of, re- and, and I said this earlier, how relaxed I am about everything. Like, it's not that I am, I disassociate things or that I don't have sympathy or empathy. I just come to terms with how everything is. And I'm like, well, I really can't do anything about this. Like, it's it's a, it's in other people's hands, so I'm not going to stress out about it. Um, but I think I take it to the extreme, and I, I think that might be a mental issue. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that you're the next Ted Bundy. But, <laughs> oh, my God, uh, not no, even. No. That's for another episode. <laughs> not even. No, but what I will say is, like, the way I see it is, like, I'm very drawn to people who are, like, Parker's personality that are very calm and relaxed. Like, Michelle's a very practical person where I'm be like, well, what about this? What about that? What about that? Like, I ask her a million questions. <laughs> and she's like, literally, why are you freaking out? And I'm like, I just, that's the way I am. So it's like, people like me need people like y'all. <laughs> it balances out in the end. Yeah. I, I, there's <laughs> been many times where my, my wife's like, thank God that you're always so calm. Exactly. you kind of level me and, like keep me calm seeing you how calm yeah you are. exactly like i take my cues from other people and it's like if other people are calm then i'm like why the fuck am i freaking out <laughs> yeah no i i think the reason for me and i'm not gonna say i had anxiety because i did i said i started to feel like i was gonna get anxiety which like you were saying is a very foreign feeling to someone that's like never had it because most times i am very calm cool collected i'm like yeah whatever like it's out of my control Right. Except that time when we were in Spain and you were freaking out. I thought I was going to die off the edge of a cliff. That is another story. (laughs) We were fine. We We were fine. No, I mean, we're alive. We were fine. We were actually about to die, but that's another story. (laughs) Um, But no, I think for me, it was also a little bit different because I do live by myself, right? Like my family's in Texas. My my life here in LA, I obviously, well, my immediate family is in Texas. I have my my cousins here in LA that I didn't really grow up with, um, but we are like super close now. I'm developing like our friendship, my friendship with them is is growing, my relationship with them is growing. But overall, like I live by myself. I don't have a roommate. I don't have a boyfriend. So the first couple of months. I was actually not seeing anybody. I mean, we would do our our virtual happy hours. Everything was online. And and when you don't see people, you ca- I was talking to Nina a little too much. <laughs> Nina is my dog. <laughs> Yo, but Zoom burnout is real. It is very yes. very <laughs> real. And that's something what is this? So like just being on Zoom, like, or like, I guess, I mean, it can be anything like video chat wise. I feel like at first during quarantine, everyone was like really gung-ho about doing stuff like virtually and like over video and it was like fun. And then the longer we got into it and the more that like during work, especially you're on Zoom meetings and this and that, you're just kind of like, if I have to have one more Zoom meeting today, I'm going to scream. (laughs) (laughs) Like just today I had like, what, four? Yeah, your meetings are a little excessive. Actually, but you know what? Your meetings are nowhere near Parker's. That, no. That is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is ridiculous. Yeah, no, no, yeah. My meetings are excessive and unnecessary. And most of the time during my meetings, I'm actually working. <laughs> Not paying attention. Or working out. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, that's right. I work out during my meetings. Like, 
people will ask me questions and I will unmute myself and they just hear, I don't know, like, what was Wop it? Wop in the background or something. Oh, no, <laughs> no, it's the music because yeah. you know how like gyms like, like blast the music? Yeah. It's like highly inappropriate music. Yesterday I was at the gym and I was in a meeting with, uh, with my team and uh, we were signing, we were signing off and I, I mute myself and it's, it's X gonna give it to you in the background. <laughs> what? I mean, if they great. ask, X gonna give it to you. <laughs> it great. I loved it. No, it's, um, yeah, I got Zoom burnout. And then also something now, later, a year later, right? So now I, whenever I do have any type of social interaction, before I could do like days of, I work with people, I'm client services, I talk to people all the time. Like I can just turn it on and off like nothing, right? And I love hanging out with my friends. I love hanging out with my cousins. Like I love being social. But now when I see people like one day, I want to hibernate for like two weeks. Like I feel exhausted and drained. And that is very unlike me. And I hate that. Let me tell you. The day that we went to Temecula and I got back home, I was fucking dead. <laughs> like, I got home and fucking <laughs> passed out. And we did nothing. We just sat outside. <laughs> we just sat and had wine. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think it was just all the driving. Like, that that's too. what fucking killed me. Yeah. But, dude, like, it's, yeah. I mean, I see my same group of, you know, my quarantine bubble that we kind of did um and it's like sometimes i just like i was telling michelle like sometimes when i like go visit my family or something or like if i've been around friends for too much i need a day where i literally just like lay in bed and like i don't turn the tv on i don't get out of bed i don't do anything which like probably is not healthy but whatever but i just like lay in my bed and like doze or read mostly i'm reading you know like giving myself me time because i'm like i need no one and nothing to make any noise today (laughs) yeah i think my next campaign so i got my wish of working from home i think my next campaign is going to be a four three work week i approve of that because i'm totally for that (laughs) i approve that campaign whoever said five two no fuck Fuck henry ford (laughs) fuck henry ford it was the unions right like well, Wasn't it? No, I think him? it was just him. No, it was just well, him. Well, Can Henry we just blame Ford, it on him? Henry Ford made the nine to five, and I don't think he gave us any days off. And then the unions came in and were like, "Hey, people need days off," and fought, and then we got two days. Yeah, well, now we need a fight for three. <laughs> yeah, because here's here's how I see it, right? Like two days don't work because you work Monday through Friday, and then Saturday you're excited to have a day off and it's usually your social day and it's when you go out with friends and drink and do whatever. And then the next day you're hungover and tired. So you need a day to just do nothing and relax. And then you need a third day to clean, do laundry, run errands. Yep, because that was the other thing. It's like our work days are built for somebody who has a spouse or a partner that can be at home and that's all they do. Like... That was that was their job was like they literally took care of the home for like running the errands, paying the bills, going to the grocery store, making food like 
there's no time for that when you get home, especially if you have other things like say you're working, then you go to the gym after work, then you still have to go home and make dinner. Or like even if you meal prep, that's still several hours out of one day that you have to do all that. This is why I need a sugar mama. I was just going to say, so if there are any men out there that want to want to one, provide the money. So you have to be rich. That's rule number one. Rule number one. Rule number one is, yeah, provide the money. You you also have to like to cook and clean. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything in between. And everything in between. (laughs) And I'll just like work my regular job. And yeah, if you exist, slide into my DMs. I'm down. (laughs) Like if there's anyone that wants to sponsor me to wear like, I don't know. We talk on the phone every like three months. Hold on. Somebody. Oh my God. I wish I had these numbers. Somebody actually took the the amount of money that we got from the stimulus checks right and they did the math and i think it was like for like 16 cents a day you two can sponsor an american oh my god yeah, yeah that's, that is correct yeah 16 cents oh, I love so me. for 16 cents a day you two can sponsor an american i guess it would be times three though because they would have to sponsor the three of us i was just asking for myself well that's but, just uh, very selfish and i asked for a sugar mama so. you guys can go with a sugar daddy I'll, I'll be a sugar baby personally though i need more than 16 cents a day just saying uh so i'm gonna go with my first my first message to you guys <laughs> Let's stick with that. Alex will take the 16 cents. Well, hey, hey now. Hey, hey. <laughs> Look, I got student debt too. So, uh, hey, Uncle Joe, if you're listening, um, that $50,000 that you're supposed to cancel for student debt, how about you get on that and start arguing with people? You know he's not kidding. Look, I can just hope. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> that's just, another conversation. That's another conversation. Anyway, kind of covered about how it's affected like – work life which is essentially has become a huge part of people's lives i feel like it's a little sad that like the, my life is work <laughs> well because yeah it really even is. on weekends yeah, yeah. Like, there's just no off days anymore I, like and, and i'm totally like i understand that there are people still that still go into work and and actually have a nine to five and uh, those essential workers and that hasn't really changed much for them granted it's probably gotten Way shittier. Oh, God. Way fucking shittier dealing with a million times shitty people now. Yes. Yes. And Uh, so sorry that you guys are going through that. Yeah. Y'all are the real MVPs out here. Yeah. But for us, the overly privileged that actually work from home, like, are here bitching about, oh, we don't have a day off. Because we we actually don't. Like, we, we still receive emails on the weekends for work. Sometimes we get contacted by our work for whatever reason if there's issues we have to resolve them on weekends like it's just never ending like the amount of times where i'm about to leave to go to to riverside and i get an email from somebody at work and they're like hey there's this issue can you resolve it i guess i got 30 minutes and then i go and solve it yeah i mean i was at lunch with you on friday alex and i took the day off (laughs) i was off and my clients were calling me on the phone and i answered because uh, they're my clients. I was like, well, you got me on the phone already, so I might as well just answer you. And I don't mind. And and like we are we are overly privileged in and we are complaining about this. And however, it's, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, I will say, however, it does not make what we feel less valid because that's it does what look I was different. Say. Yeah. That's exactly what it does what not I was make it le- any of what we feel any less valid. That's yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. 
the reason we want to talk about this is because even though we feel like maybe like we might feel like we don't have the right to complain, right? Because we have, we're still employed. We're able to be safe and work from home, right? And we're having all these feelings, but it's okay to not be okay, even though society may look at you and say, you haven't really lost anything through all of this. It's been hard on everyone. And whatever you are feeling is 100% completely valid and it is okay. And the other thing too is like it just minimizing something just because it does not look like somebody else's struggle is one of the worst things that you can do to yourself too. Because then it, it's you invalidating your own feelings and you not being able to deal with them in a healthy way to say like, well, yes, like I may be feeling this and yes, other people might feel it, might have it harder. But like at the current moment, like this is how I feel, you know, this is my struggle and this is this is the way that it looks to me, you know. So with all of that being said, do you guys think that like that anything positive has come out of COVID and this whole pandemic situation? I mean, I I think just the possibility of actually occasionally working from home is now a viable thing that we can kind of look forward to. Oh, yeah. Right. Whereas before it was, no, you need to be in work. But like, what if I live 100 miles away? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, that's not like you don't pay me usually you don't get paid enough to make that travel and it's a huge wear on and and on your mind and on your body right but now it's like oh well i can come into work two three two three times a week and you know i'm caught up with everything that i need to know about work but you still get the you get better output from me from just being rested and at home right 100% 100% agree because me and you live further from our office than yeah, a lot than of our coworkers. Most, not all. <laughs> not all, but a lot, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it, that traffic, that LA traffic. <laughs> I will joke. say one positive that has come for me is that I've kind of been able to strengthen certain relationships, I feel, because for me it kind of came down to looking at like what was really important and who was really important in my life and who was like – making that reciprocal effort because that's the other thing it's like i know that it's hard for everyone and that you can't like be too hard on people for pulling away and everything because like i know i do i'm very very guilty of it of like Mm -hmm. people reaching out and me not being responsive because i just can't mentally handle it um but you know at least like some crumbs of things like kind of sussing out like who i want to be how i want to be as a as a better friend and everything and also just i think getting a little bit closer to my family too which is one of my questions for y'all too is like how do you feel like all of this has affected like your relationship with your friends or your family like do you feel like those are different you know I will say I think I'm on a similar boat as you um or same boat <laughs> um yeah so the first couple of months I was pretty I would say I was I was pretty stuck in solitary you know I mean it was the COVID it was COVID it was the pandemic you're not supposed to see anyone we really like had no idea in the early days, I mean, we still don't, but even less. We knew even less back then. So I really wasn't seeing anyone for the first couple of months. Um, but then, like, I decided to, like, I needed a bubble because once again, I, you know, lived by myself and I needed that human interaction. And so I started leaning on Parker and Liz a lot. Like, I practically lived here. <laughs> I was always here. And they would tell me, they're like, dude, whenever you want to come hang out, work from here, like, just come over. Like, let, just come over. It's fine. And so I started leaning on them a lot. So I think, like, that friendship was strengthened. 
And then also with my family here. So my cousins and I, um, like I didn't grow up in LA, so I wasn't like super close to them. They're amazing, always have been, but I didn't grow up with them. So I wasn't as close to them as they are to one another. Um, but with COVID happening, I we started planning our just us, our cousin outings. One of my cousins is immunocompromised, so we were all extremely careful whenever we would plan our, our our hangouts. And it was always at, you know, one of our places and we'd have drinks, watch movies, play games. And we became really, really, really close through all of this. Like we FaceTime, we text, you know, and it and it's and it's beautiful to see those relationships grow. And then same with, you know, like you. I mean, we always talk on a regular basis. Like COVID That's very true. Yeah, COVID <laughs> did not change that at all. Now we talk like what? Almost two, three times a day. A day. Like yeah. I have any minor inconvenience in my life and I'm like, Alex. <laughs> or she'll send me a TikTok about a raccoon. And then I'm about to respond to her and she'll call me and then literally I'll just answer the phone like, you do not need a raccoon. No, you do not need a raccoon. She's telling me I don't need a raccoon, but I really want one. They're so cute. Please, if somebody knows, if somebody knows about animals or is a vet or a zoologist or just something, an animalist something. I love Please, (laughs) please tell this woman that she does not need a raccoon. (laughs) No, I want one. I need one. No, but yeah, you know, like, I mean, our relationship didn't change much, but... Um, I would say like, yeah, you start seeing like who makes an effort and and it goes both ways, right? Like, so who are you making an effort with and who's making an effort with you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I will say like, honestly, I like, it's been wonderful to, to have my friendships and relationships grow. I think that is something absolutely beautiful that has come out of it because we can't gather and hang out all the time. So you actually have to make an effort to know what's happening in someone's life. Um, But then at the same time, like some people's true colors have come out, you know, and there's a lot of people that I was close to, considered myself close to, and you kind of see their true colors come out and how they've handled covid and the pandemic and their actions and 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 we didn't just have covid right like we had like this social justice awakening which i've always been very very big on i just want to let y'all know but with everybody being home all the time like it's just it's even more intense now and you've just really 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 seen people's colors come out true colors come out and it's brought out the ugly like ugly oh yeah (laughs) you know and and i'm okay with that though because then it it kind of reveals like who i don't want in my life and that's okay yeah and for me it's it's kind of been the same but it's also been something too of where i'm like this is where i need to make a better effort like these are the friends that i i need i i love dearly and i miss very dearly that i i need to be better at going to you know it kind of goes both ways of like recognizing the friends that like you know i've managed to like strengthen relationships with but also realizing like oh here are these friendships that i've also let lapse and that i don't want to do that that i need to fix i need to work on fixing that because it's not someone that i want to lose in my life you know it's somebody that i find inspirational or just like great or just like i just love them deeply where it's like i need to like stop being lazy and I need I need to pick up the phone and do the work too you know I feel like I've I've started to hold myself a little bit more accountable with I need to get to that point I still don't (laughs) pick up the phone and then that I I know that's fucked up of me 
um for me like it's i'd say yeah the, our relationship between me and michelle has definitely strengthened a lot from when we first started as just co-workers to now you're an extremely close friend of family really um and uh but for like my other friends that that you know i mean we live out in la right most of my family doesn't live near la right most of my friends and family live as far away as clovis uh, and then to uh ukaipa redlands san Bernardino, you know 50 60 plus miles right um and again i'm not a person to text a lot or be on the phone a lot so it's definitely from my end it's definitely hurt my relationships right because i just don't see my friends anymore right i haven't seen really seen my friends uh, i've maybe seen them like once or twice uh in the past year because of the pandemic um so I've, I've had that negative effect on on me right um so hopefully you know here's here's the hoping that uh once it's all like kind of not blows over but becomes more normal right we i can go back to to spending time with my good old friends yeah and i do i do think that i mean your friends know you and then they know how you are and they know that you suck at calling and texting <laughs> and so like, i'm pretty sure if, if it's not anything malicious like like i have a lot of friends that are married with kids and you know have their lives and they're super busy and we go months without talking to one another and then we you know pop up again and it's like hey i missed you how are you and it's like nothing has changed you know and and i think that like your situation it's different because that's your personality. Like you've never been the one to like. Like you're just not big on the phone. That's it. I don't want to say that you're not social because you are. You yeah. just suck at being on the phone, which yeah. is totally okay. Like, yeah, I hate when people everyone. text me too much. I absolutely hate it. I thought I she gets mad at me because I'll send her text messages and instead of sending like one paragraph, she'll I'll send, send me <laughs> like eight in a row and it makes me so furious. I'm like, at this point, just it. call me. I, I would read That's why I every end up calling word. you because the way my brain works, it's like I think of one thing, then another, then another, then another, and it just goes, but it never comes out together. That's why I'd rather call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I 1000% would much rather somebody call me. If they have like if there's anything they need to talk to me about, please call me on the phone. Do not text me and do not text me like long just I can I just I I'm, it's really weird. I don't know why I've gotten this way. <laughs> but I hate when my phone buzzes too much. Like even if it's like random notifications, like Michelle has seen it that I'll get irritated at my phone because it won't stop buzzing for like four or five times in a row. Like I've gotten really mad at my neighbor because we have a ring and he loves going outside. So it goes off every single time he went outside. This morning between 8.30 and like 9.15 a.m. He went outside six times. I was like, maybe he's tired of being. I don't care. I'm tired to, of seeing the notifications, go, but I can't. Outside. I can't turn off the ring notifications because I have to keep them on in case somebody tries to break into my house. I mean, I guess just I, keep texting her. For, don't. Yeah, <laughs> don't text. I mean, text me. But the better, the better, the better thing to do would be just drive to my apartment. Just show I, up. But you can't enter my house because that's not against. Just stand at the bottom of my balcony. <laughs> stand at the bottom. Of, I'll come Romeo. out of my balcony. Oh no! <laughs> and then we can yell at each other. And then you can tell me your stories. That works. Oh, you know what we should do? 
you should like get walkie talkies and then build up like a ramp kind of system to where like you send the walkie talkie down first and then you send them like a can of beer or something uh, and then you just like walkie talkie to each other. See, you you said walkie talkies. I thought you were going to do like, remember the old school, like you get two cans. Oh, you could do that too. <laughs> you could do the can of the, the, the cups and the string. Parker, you know, you have an iPhone and you have a walkie talkie on your iPhone or on your I, uh, your Apple watch. Did you know that? What? Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I, I know. I most of my friends Listen. got really annoyed at it, so I stopped using it because I'd be like, testing, testing. Yeah, Liz, will, Liz will use it. Liz will use it when she goes grocery shopping, and she's like, "What type of pickles did you want?" And and then I go the the zesty kind. She's like, "Ugh, gross." <laughs> so you could just do that, but then all your friends would need Apple watches, and then it wouldn't be as cool as having a ramp. Where he, like, sends you beer. You guys are getting too complicated. With okay, it. anyway. <laughs> so, I feel like we've had a good conversation about this, kind of. And it's it's obviously, a, it's a in long conversation. And, you know, there's different facets to it. We're just kind of covering this one very small portion of it. But what do you think normal might look like? If they're like, is there a normal? Is there getting back to anything? Is it just like kind of adjusting to like a new way of life? Because Michelle has definitely sent me the meme <laughs> of like, what was it? Like a woman hissing at people and they got too close. Yeah, because that's definitely you. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's me now. I was telling her, I was like, I do not know how to socially interact with people anymore. Like I get give them very dirty looks when they stand too close to me. So I was actually thinking about this uh, while we were having a conversation earlier. Um, I've, you know, I'm... I've gone to the back to the to my office say like five six times already. Um, l- let me tell you, it does not feel normal, um, and I think this is gonna be the new normal, uh, where you have to at least for another year at the minimum, where people will have to wear masks at work, um, and it just doesn't feel the same. Uh, I just don't feel like I'm getting fresh air. <laughs> I I know that sounds really like controversial go to the oc (laughs) right like come to texas like there's absolutely no proof that i'm not getting fresh air but it just doesn't psychologically speaking i don't feel like i'm getting fresh air like i don't feel like i'm like breathing properly but i know i am like i'm i'm gonna wear my mask i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna be one like a mask denier like my mask is infringing all my rights yeah i'm not gonna do that but it just i don't feel as uh how would I say, like, relaxed at work as I used I used to? And I'm a very, like, I was very relaxed at work, more more so than I should be. It also, and this is going to sound so small, but it also just sucks that, like, you can't smile at people. And yeah. You, like, yeah. you can't I do see miss them that. Smi- like, I'm very big on, like, whenever I'd walk by someone, I always, you know, hey, good morning. And you smile, and that's just, you know, common courtesy. And yeah, now you, smile, nod, Yeah, wave. like, I catch myself, yeah. like, smiling under my mask and then i realized like they can't see it <laughs> and then I, i'm like oh i'm done <laughs> i was just thinking did I, I i showed you the meme but i didn't show you uh, i didn't show you alex uh have you seen the one where it's like oh i got a clear mask and then it's the whole oh, it's, it's all fucked up so ugly it is so ugly i would never and then, and then she licks the licks yeah the she's no i think I don't know if I saw it on TikTok or somewhere, but I have seen the video. Yeah. Lisa might have sent it to me. But yeah. But like, I've also seen like drag queens performing and they wear like a clear kind of mask. And I don't know like how it functions or like what, but like theirs doesn't seem to fog up. 
So I wonder what kind of like mask it is or what kind of material. Maybe the face shields. I don't have a problem with a face shield. Those are kind of cool. I mean, I don't have a problem with a mask either. I can I can wear those. But I, I love lipstick and I miss showing my lipstick, you know, is my personality. Like, how am I feeling that day? Like, I can't even show that off. But no, I feel like I'm with you, Parker. Like, I think for the next year or so, like, we're still going to have to, you know, be cautious, wear our masks, try to stay socially distant from one another. And I think, like, working, I feel like we're not going to, I at least I don't think we should. And I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to go back to, at least not anytime soon, the five-day work week. You know, we're it's probably going to be, you know, shifts and turns and, you know, some people come in on certain days and, and it's just, it's, it's going to be different. And one thing I think about is like the kids, little kids and, and like little yeah. kids that have never socialized with the, other they, little kids. And, yeah. And like, it's crazy. That's, that's going to be crazy. Like we're, we're going to have this like generation of kids that like don't know how to socially interact with yeah. other people because these are like i mean when you're little that's when your brain is fundamental times yeah it's yeah. fundamental like it's so important to your growth and it's it's just it's gonna be very interesting they're gonna be even more attached than any other generation because well i guess not like like you said earlier where it used to be someone's job to be at home all day i guess i guess it won't be that much different from that time no, but they weren't home all day the kids weren't kids go to school now kids have been well for yeah. little, little kids right and i mean when they little were at home ones, they didn't yeah. have like a whole other job to do too like that's also what's hard is like having to work from home and then your kids being home and then having to be like have your parent hat but also your professional hat on like i do not envy that right because kids all. don't know the difference. no yeah they don't know boundaries they don't know when like you know they, they don't know these things are young like they're supposed to be at school playing with their friends you know, didn't, didn't some some woman get fired from her job because the kid was making too much noise in the background of her meetings? If that is true. I would sue the shit out of yeah, whatever yeah, fucking company that is because that is so fucking messed up. Yep, like that is not okay. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't see us getting back to what we know as normal. I see this kind of being the new normal for a while, like evolving. Yeah, yeah. One thing I am a little concerned over is just mental health in general i think just a lot of people have been affected immensely you know by 2020 right like i said it, it wasn't it, yes it the pandemic obviously was a huge part of it but you know being home and you know we got time right like a lot of things were coming out on social media like i said people's true colors were coming out we had like the presidential election happening we had all the all the you know the police brutality blm we have like the the asian hate happening right now like we have so much going on and i feel like so many people are being affected mentally and emotionally and whenever the world does somewhat open up i feel like we're gonna have a lot of trauma to deal with oh yeah and definitely it's, it's gonna be tough definitely some kind and some form of ptsd for us because like i think of like i was watching a video on tiktok and someone was like saying like close your eyes and imagine that it's like 2020 something and you're at a concert Nobody has masks on and it's packed and you're standing like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And I thought I might lose my mind at the thought of that, a thought of people not wearing masks and people being that close. And it's like, how do I, how do I begin to like act like a normal person again where I'm not like, going to see somebody coming close and just go like. <laughs> Alex, please don't do that in public. <laughs> do not hiss at people. <laughs> 
yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It, it's just it's hard. It was a hard year for everybody, I think, in one way or another. And we got through it though. We got through it, and it's 2021, and there's a light at the end of the tunnel, a very dim light at the end of the tunnel, but it's there. I'd say it's dim, and, and it's also flickering. Like I I don't know where where we're gonna go from here. Like I I no clue. Like with uh, Alex's fear of of you know being at a concert with no masks or you know being at work with no masks or just you know going out to the groceries with no masks. Like how long is it gonna be until we feel comfortable with that? Or is that ever gonna be a comfort that we're gonna be able to go back to? Yeah, and then just to go. <laughs> a little bit on the lighter side. I just want to scold everyone out in the world. And it is a shame that in the year 2020, the CDC and the who and who had to like teach everyone how to properly wash their hands. Because y'all should have known before 2020. I just want to say you motherfuckers are nasty if you weren't <laughs> washing correctly before that. So I hope that after 2020, you've learned how to wash your fucking hands. If you pee and you know you got a penis and you shake it a little, wash your fucking hands. Like wash your hands. If you just enter Sorry. the bathroom, like, like if you wash just your enter hands. The bathroom, wash your hands. Like everyone, the amount of people who probably didn't wash their hands of tuck, uh, touching their junk is you gross. Y'all are gross. the reason we got COVID. <laughs> Y'all are the reason we. It wasn't like it wasn't a bat. It was you nasty mofo not washing your damn hands in the restroom. Like, I just needed to get that off of my chest. I, I think with that, we could close this out. Uh, here's a, a PSA from your three favorite toxicos. Wear your mask. Don't wear it over your nose and under your chin because I see some of y'all out there wearing it under your nose and that's not how it works. It's like cover both of them. It's, yeah, it's like if you yeah. walked out with your underwear just over your balls. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm glad it came from you. Thank you. Yeah, that's how you look. Yeah, <laughs> wear your mask properly. If you don't like the ones that go behind your ear, get the ones that go around your head. I wear that one, and I wear glasses, and I personally find it very comfortable. Um, but yeah, just. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Stay six feet away from people. Don't do stupid things like go to a bar if you don't need to. It's cheaper to drink at home and also a lot safer. So with that, I think we're safe to close it out. Uh, you know, that's all the time we have for today. But we hope you join us for our next episodes. Uh, you can find us at any pod your favorite podcasting platform. For the Toxica Diaries, please rate, review, subscribe, share with all of your friends. We love hearing from you. Um, come visit us on our Instagram at the Toxica Diaries, where we have Toxica Thursdays. You can DM us, send us your stories, or you can also email us at thetoxicadiaries at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We want to share your stories anonymously, of course, um, you know, protecting all identities, but just kind of creating a, a community that knows that we're not alone out here and, and feeling all of this. What she said. <laughs> Bye. Oh, See you guys. <laughs>